Hello, everyone. Hi. Hey. Welcome We're to... I'm <laughs> <really> nervous. <laughs> um, welcome to season two, episode 11. Which is Uns in French. very special guest Yes, today. yes. And Becca's really nervous. Don't I don't know why. <laughs> Becca, don't be nervous. Yeah, don't be nervous. We're going to have fun. Yeah. It's going to be great. It's all going to be so down. much fun. Yes. We are um, blessed with the presence today. What? Okay, thank you. <laughs> Sorry, we are. <laughs> Sorry, we are blessed to have a special guest today. Yes. We are at ASU on campus, yeah. not on Becca's couch, mm -hmm. um, with Coach Adair from mm -hmm. ASU Women's Basketball. Yes. Hi, Coach. Hi. Um, yeah. So we um, all obviously live in Arizona, all mm -hmm. connected to ASU in some way. Yes. So we wanted to have Coach on. Yeah, so, well, and she agreed. I, I did, I did. <laughs> Anytime that, you know, people take the time to want to sit down and talk and, and talk about our program, talk about, for me, it's going to be talking more about the players than myself. Yeah. But to use my platform to just tell a story and to tell our story, uh, the answer is always going to be yes. Mm -hmm. And so thank you for having me. And, uh, you know, I think we're going to have some fun. Yeah, I'm so excited. Yes, I'm very excited. Yes. Um, so do you maybe want to start just kind of by introducing yourself yeah. and what you do here oh and how gosh. you got here? How I got here? How much time do we <laughs> I know, have? we've got <laughs> as long as you want. Gosh, uh, well, I am, you know, Natasha Adair, and I'm the head women's basketball coach here at ASU. Um, in my second season, oh my gosh, yeah. time flies. <laughs> it was just the other day I packed up. And, well, I really didn't pack, but yeah, uh, it was all packed, packed up. Yeah. Uh, and I trekked across the country. Yeah. So, um, but I am here and, and in my role as the head women's basketball coach, it is more of teaching, mm -hmm. leading, mentoring. Um, you know, a lot of people who sit in this seat are measured on wins and losses. Mm -hmm. uh, and again, understand the ultimate goal is to win and yeah. to win it all uh, at the highest level. But it's along the way, you're living trophies, right? And those are the student athletes because that's the ultimate trophy for me. Uh, I'm a mom. Mm -hmm. I have a 26-year-old son, who Aaron Michael, who played basketball at Johnson C. Smith in Charlotte, North Carolina. Okay. And I have an 18-year-old little princess, Alyssa oh. Michelle. <laughs> so it's the AMA thing. Aaron Michael Adair, oh. Alyssa Michelle oh, like Adair. Oh, okay, um, And she is at Texas State. She plays volleyball. Freshman, yes. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> I think there's... Yes, Katie. <laughs> volleyball. She's a middle. Oh, Obviously, she gets her hops from her mother. Oh, of course. Um, but she phenomenal freshman season they went to the tournament oh, I mean wow. just so many great things but she grew up as my son did watching mommy do this mm -hmm. um, and, and so it, it's my job to gosh this is 27 years um, I've been so many different places um, before ASU I was at the University of Delaware before Delaware I was the head coach at Georgetown before Georgetown, I was the head coach of the College of Charleston. Oh Before the College of Charleston, I was at Wake Forest University. Mm -hmm. Before Wake, I was at Georgetown as an assistant. And then I played at the University of South Florida. So I, yeah, go Bulls. <laughs> I got a lot. I got volleyball. I got yeah. Bulls here. 
Florida. Okay. Scots, but we don't know it. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Um, so it's been a life journey. Yeah. You know, I played it obviously, and and did I know that um, the career path was going to go this way? I don't think we ever really know. Did I know I was going to be sitting here? Um, no. Uh, and and just a neat story for me. Everything for me is led by faith. Right, I'm led by faith. I pray all the time. Um, I get that from my mother. My mother is the prayer warrior of our family. <laughs> but I remember when I was making decisions on, you know, hey, do I do I want to take this job or what's next for me? And I called my pastor, and and so the prayer is pray for clarity, but it's also understanding God's plan for me and kind of living and walking in my purpose. And he said, you know what, when you're called, it's, you're called to heal. You have a gift of healing on your spirit. And at first, you know, I, I'm listening, but as I've gone different places, I've literally walked in the door and understood my purpose for being there. Yes, it's to be their coach, mm-hmm. but these are young women. Mm-hmm. Eight, 17 to now with Transfer Portal and you know, <laughs> COVID, COVID year. year. <laughs> um, so they're like 17 to 24, 25-year-olds. Yeah. So I am getting them at their most impressionable ages. And there is a lot of stuff. There's you know, a it's a stuff, lot yeah. of just stuff. And I just, I love it. I'm, I'm a mom, so I coach from a maternal instinct. So as much as I'm holding you accountable on the court, I am jumping up and down and being your biggest cheerleader and telling you it's okay and you're okay and, you know, keep pushing. So, you know, I, I'm just grateful for the seat that I'm in. And for what I get to do, because I am just affecting and changing lives um, in so many ways that I could have couldn't have even imagined. So, yeah. I, love that. That. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Yeah, yeah. You kind of already touched on it, but mm-hmm. you said you know you're not only a coach to these young women, right? You also have a staff. You also have varying people underneath you. How do you kind of differentiate that between being mm-hmm. a coach to these young women and then also, you know, a having an assistant coach and a yeah. coach to the staff? Well, the first thing is I lead with love. Mm-hmm. They all know that I absolutely love them. And, but I take pride in being a great listener. You know, part of being a leader of people is you have to be a listener of people. Because sometimes in leadership, it's just my way or the highway, right? Mm -hmm. They want to come in, and this is what I want to do, and this is how I want to... But they haven't heard anything or anything that anyone said in the room. Mm -hmm. And so I've learned that just over the years. People will tell you what they need from you. People will tell you what they're going through. But not a lot of people take time to listen because they're always talking. Mm -hmm. Um, And so with my staff, no different than the players, I want to know their why. I want to know their short-term goals. I want to know their long-term goals. And I want to know what I can do to help them get there. Now, they have a, a role and a responsibility in our program. They have a skill set in our program that we depend on that I expect um, every day. But it's my job if I'm not working for them. And I don't know how many leaders really take that on. You are still working for the people that work for you. Mm-hmm. Because you have to you have to be true to what you said you were going to do for them, with them, um, when they said yes. And I think sometimes people forget that. So I was an assistant coach for 14 years before I became a head coach. And I said, if I'm blessed to sit in this role, what I, what I take from every opportunity, good, bad, and different, 
I want to make sure that when anyone, I don't care who it is, leaves me, they say I'm better, I was valued, I was appreciated, right? And I am now my best complete self because of, because of the experiences with me. And if that's not the case, then I'm not doing my job. So when I lay my head down at night, I don't get that much sleep. But when I do lay my head down at night, I, I reflect. Like I really, I self-reflect and I reflect on, am I good to people? Was I good to this person? Was I kind to this person? Did I, did I uphold the things that I said I was going to do? And if not, I'm going to make sure that I fix it. But, you know, I just think being a leader, a lot of people want to throw that word around. But are the people around you better? Right? Are the people around you uh, working to be better? Uh, and, and then I just think it comes down to listening and being intentional about who you say you are, what you say you're going to do, and making sure you get it done. That's so awesome. <laughs> you're so inspirational. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Um, one question I, I would have mm-hmm. is I know like there's a lot of work that goes into being a coach in that especially in this kind of level uh-huh. and then you also mentioned some of the stuff that you do outside mm-hmm. how do you manage you know being present and there for your family but also being present and there for the females and the staff that you do coach well there are clones of me um no <laughs> you know I, I think and that I will tell if anyone's listening though in this role sitting in this seat doesn't mean you have to be a coach but just in a leadership role you have to have to find that balance and if there's an area where I am working on daily is just that that me time that 20 minutes an hour of meditation or just shut everything off close the door I I gotta you know just breathe just literally but but I think the biggest thing is is the people around you help you you know it takes a village to get it all done um I lean on my staff uh, in, in so many ways to help manage a lot of things. I delegate out. So every coach um, has certain roles and responsibilities, um, which helps me manage all of it. But when it just comes down to it, I've learned to say no. Mm-hmm. You know, it, early in your career, you don't. Right, because you're you're worried. You know, you don't. You're you're, all at the, right, you, can't say you, no. you, you know, you worry about. Oh my God, if I say no, they don't think I'm serious, or you know, they think I'm young. They don't think I'm serious. They don't think. I, oh my God, all these things. And then honestly, as a woman, mm-hmm. right, coming in and and you know, it's still not there. This is still male dominant. Yes. It is, yeah. and so you are really trying to make a really good first impression or lasting impressions, professional impressions, that I can do this. And, and I have it all figured out. That is a lie. No one has it all figured out, right? But I think you grow into that, right? You grow into your balance. You grow into um, being able to delegate out. I don't think you do it right away, but I do think you always, no matter if you're one year in, two years in, three years in, you have to find time for self because you will burn out and unapologetically mm. you know I and, and really understand my job is getting done I'm taking care of my business I'm not neglecting anything but right now an hour out of the day I'm going to the gym I'm going to meditation I'm going to the spa or I'm doing absolutely nothing and I don't have to tell you what I'm doing mm-hmm. and that I think sometimes we we, t- we tell too much or we want we want approval you don't need approval my job's getting done and if it doesn't look like the way you're doing it, it doesn't mean that it's 
not getting done. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's just learning self, what works for you, which could be completely different for all of you. But am I still on top of my game? Yes. Am I still badass? Am I still, you know, a rock star in everything that I do? Yes. But it's okay to be different. It's okay to be yourself. And I just think you don't have to apologize for doing it your way. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm very, wow. Um, I think... One of the things I'm most curious about mm -hmm. is I know you played collegiate basketball. Mm -hmm. uh, what, at what point were you like, I'm mm -hmm. going to make a career out of this? I think that's something that everybody dreams of. I played college volleyball. Okay. So that's I, why you lit up yeah. when I said my little princess play. Yeah, and I, was like, and I, I never wanted to be a coach, mm -hmm. but I was like, maybe I can work in collegiate sports. Yeah. Obviously, um, it's different now. We all work in the professional space, mm -hmm. but obviously they're very close in, in right. between. Um, and I think, I think that's something that a lot of people think about, but then it's hard to actually take that step to get there. So mm -hmm. I guess at what point were you like, this, this is, is going to be I'm my career? Oh, yeah. Well, it's funny because I was, I played at the University of South Florida, mm -hmm. uh, graduated before you all were born, mm -hmm. uh, in 1994. <laughs> okay. It's okay. Right. Well, it's okay. Sorry. Um, <laughs> she knows my birthday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But when I, when I graduated, I majored in communications, and I, I worked uh, in the department, um, in the fundraising office, marketing office, oh, in, nice. the in the athletic department. But when I graduated, my teammates were still on the team. Yeah. So cause they call me grandma, right? I was, I, was, <laughs> I was the old head. I was, you know, team leader, captain, whatever. But I always found myself wanting to go back in the gym. Like, because they're in there. I'm like, mm -hmm. yes, I'm working, but, you know, I'm going to sneak off for lunch, and I'm going to go in there, and I would go, and my, my head coach's name is Trudy, was Trudy Lacey. And so I would say, Coach Lacey, can I come in, you know, and be like a practice player? Can I come in and help out? And I just kept wanting to be in there. Mm -hmm. And the more that I'm like, you know what? I think I can do this. So, you know, I think I may want to do this. But I was still working. I didn't even I, – I, I thought about it, but that wasn't what really – sparked it for me so I came home I'm from Washington DC mm -hmm. one uh, my cousin was playing at Michigan State at the time so there was a tournament at uh, American University so I go and, and you know I'm home visiting my family my cousin's playing so I go to the game and I literally bump into the head coach his name is Patrick Knapp was Patrick Knapp at Georgetown University well he recruited me out of high oh. school oh, nice. and so that's the other thing relationships yep I mean, those are key. Even though I did not, I didn't say yes to him um, through the recruiting process. I wasn't rude, right? Mm -hmm. You know, very respectful, uh, appreciative of, of the offer and the opportunity. And I literally bumped into him, and he's like Natasha, and I'm like, Hey, Coach Knapp, what are you doing? And I said, I'm visiting. You know, long. You know, we caught up, and he literally. This is how this happened. He said, Hey, what are you doing? I said, Well, I'm working in fundraising at South Florida. Well, how long are you in town? I said, well, I'm here for another week. Swing by the office. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, yes, sir. So, you know, I, I, you know, I'm in my shorts and curly hair and K-Swiss with no socks, so I didn't have to bring my suit. Yeah, I yeah. Just, just home. So I'm like, Mom, I got to go to the mall. I don't have to sit with me. And, and I didn't know that he was interviewing me, but you go dressed up. You never know, right? Yeah. You never know um, if he says show up to my office. You show up to your office looking like a professional. And I go there, and he's like, hey, you know, I, I was just thinking, we, we have a position. Would you want to coach? 
And I'm like, at Georgetown? I'm from D.C. Like, I grew up. Right? What is, like, sure. I didn't even know anything. Right? No jobs. I didn't know the money. I'm just like, I mean, what do you have? And, you know, he talked about, you know, be third assistant. He'd work with the post, all these things. I didn't ask a lot of questions. All I said was yes. Um, And I just, I didn't know that that's what I wanted to do. But in that moment, that was a golden opportunity for me. Like, just golden. And um, I went back to South Florida, which was super sad, right? Like, I had to let them know. But everyone was like, really? Like, that's awesome. (laughs) And then I got to go back home and and spend time. And when I tell you, from from that time, I I haven't looked back. I mean, it's literally, that's because people say, well, how did you get started? I got started in high school when he was recruiting me, and he formed an opinion of me. And he knew, kind of pro- probably followed my, my career, mm-hmm. but it was a relation, it was a connection. And that first impression, even at 17, 16 years old, stuck with him. Mm-hmm. And so you never know, because that was not on the, on the plan, mm-hmm. right? I didn't interview for that. It was a relationship, a mm-hmm. conversation, a rec- you know, recruiting over a couple of years. And, and I just bumped into him. Right time, right place, yeah. right opportunity. And when I walked in the door and he offered it to me, I said yes. And so I didn't really know that's yeah. what I wanted to yeah. do. Um, but again, God's plan, God's yeah. timing, that's how I... But I think it's more about the relationship piece than anything. Uh, and, and obviously knowing skill set, career, what I was able to do. But um, I was just grateful to be in the right, right time, right place uh, for that opportunity. That's awesome. I feel like we've all kind of stumbled into mm-hmm. our roles, yep. and we've yeah. said that several times, <laughs> at least on the podcast. Is yeah, it just kind of happened. Kinda happened. <laughs> there wasn't, you know, and that's been my whole career. Yeah. I have not applied for a job yet. Yeah, and I have been a lot of places. I do think, though, I have an Olivia Pope jacket <laughs> and, a, and a handbag because when I come in, uh-huh. right, I come in to rebuild. Yeah. Uh, I come yeah. in to heal. And, and, and so I just said, uh, hey, just call them the Olivia Pope of, of women's really basketball. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and when you're called upon to make change mm-hmm. and make better, um, to me, that's, that's a compliment. And um, I don't take that lightly. And so I'm honored that when I do get that call, aside from skill and talent, they know that it's going to be better. Mm-hmm. So. Um, yeah, I would say so. I'm a couple days away from okay. making mm-hmm. making the switch over to a more actually a fe- the female. I'm going to be working with the NW NWSL okay. in the NFL. Okay. So congratulations. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay. okay. I'm unfortunately getting ready to move. Okay. Um, but working in a woman more like woman's space mm-hmm. what differences or I don't know like things have you maybe have noticed mm-hmm. maybe like seeing let's say something like the men's basketball being in like that male right. prevalent world right. compared right. to being in the more female prevalent right. world well again I, you know you gotta understand um, I mean there's so many things as, as women that we are still fighting for um, even post you know title nine and all these things is everything Always going to be equal? No. Should it be? Absolutely. Yeah. But do I think we've come a long way? Yes. And, and the biggest thing that we have is our voice. Uh, and strength is in numbers. 
but I, I do think that when you're when you're looking at opportunities and you're looking at job opportunities, make sure through the vetting process, right? You ask these questions, you look around, um, you, you make sure that uh, how important is this women's space here at this company. Look in the, look who makes the decisions. Look who's sitting at the table. Um, and, and don't be afraid to ask the questions. Don't be afraid to say, God, this is, this is a great opportunity, but there's no representation of me. Mm-hmm. And, and understand that that matters. Um, but I think that, you know, the, the things that you know, you know. And it doesn't matter whether you're a male or female. But I also encourage when you're in that space, a male-dominant space, don't shy away from it. Scoot your chair up to that table and you look everyone in the eye. Because again, I earned my right to be at the table. And don't let anyone ever make you feel like you didn't. But I just think sometimes that space can be intimidating for some. Don't let it intimidate you. Use your voice. And when you use your voice, be very stern but knowledgeable in what you say. Um, And understand that you belong. Um, sometimes, you know, sometimes I, and I don't, I can only speak from my, my experience. I've never been intimidated or shied away from anything um, ever, but I think that is the dad, my dad in me. Uh, but, but just having those champions that tell you you can do it, having those allies that tell you you can do it, and understand what is my role now in this space, right? If it's not equal, how close can we get it to be? And what can I do to help, right? For my job as women's basketball coach, my job is to make sure that these young women are ready to sit at the table, that they're not, they don't shy away because it may not be as many women or it may not be people who look like them or people who've done it. You know, you can be a trailblazer. You can be a pioneer. And the more examples like all of us that they have, so it's great to... Uh, introduce them to powerful women. It's great to have a network and mentors that have done it or that are where you want to go. And so if you don't have those mentors, if you don't have, you know, that group of people, find them. Mm-hmm. Because there's there's a lot of people now who have done it. And so even in, in our group, we have a group of, of coaches that lean into one another. You know, I always tell myself, you know, I have a group of people that that I mentee, but then I have a group of people that mentor me. And these are people that have done it. They're where I want to go. Um, they're going to be open and honest with me, right? They're not going to sugarcoat anything, but they're also a safe space where I know I can go to and I can trust. So make sure you have those people because you're going to need them because there are going to be good days. they are going to be bad days. they are going to be hard days. they are going to be days that you hear no. And then you're going to have to say, okay, well, that no means no, not right now. But we're, we're, we're going to figure it out. And so I just think that we have come a long way. There's still a long way for us to go. But strength is in numbers, right? Never let someone tell you what you can't do. But always align yourself with a strong network of people um, that can help you get to where you want to be. Awesome. So you, you kind of touched on it a little bit, but... For women's basketball specifically, mm-hmm. where are you, you know, seeing it going? Mm-hmm. Are you excited about the changes? Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've seen a kind of a uptick in attention. 
given some college basketball players, WNBA. Like it's it's really getting some attention. And are you excited about that? Are you nervous about that? Like yeah, yeah. it's time. (laughs) Yeah, you know, I mean, women's basketball. Let's just say women's sports. Yeah. It's time. You know, you look at the WNBA, there's a new expansion team, Golden State team, and now go from 12 teams to 13 teams. Uh, the league started in 1997, right? And you look at where it has evolved right now. When I graduated from college, we're going to talk about how old I am again. <laughs> um, there was no WNBA, yeah. right? So the, our, our, we had, the only choice we had was to go overseas. Well, that wasn't, some people wanted to do that, some people didn't. Some of my teammates went overseas. Well, I didn't, so I went into college athletics. But now you have the choice. Now you have options. Uh, and, and just look at where college athletics is. I mean, these crowds for these games, they are selling out just like the men. You know, ticket prices for some of these games are over $3,000. Unheard of. Yeah. But it just goes to show the commitment right, by the administrations, the commitment by the coaches, the de- development of all of the players growing, well, now there's access, right? We didn't have access. We didn't have all of these options. When I grew up, it might have been two AAU teams, you know, in the, in the <laughs> town, and, and everything, you, you were recruited by high school. Mm-hmm. Now a lot of kids are recruited by their club teams. Yeah, you st- right. We still go to high schools, but it's not the same. And so for me, I've literally watched it grow. Um, step by step by step and I, I think there's still more uh, to look for but gosh to turn on the TV every night and see a packed arena mm-hmm. to see these young women that, that get to stand on the podium and first round draft pick and all these things you know for me basketball has helped me see the world uh, being a part of USA Basketball I've won two gold medals uh, it took me to Mexico t- uh, City it took me to Thailand um, Tokyo, China, I mean, all these different places, just basketball, but mm-hmm. the, the relationships, the people, um, it's second to none, and, and it's only going to continue to get better. You know, when I see my daughter, when she was, I think of her, her being really young and saying she wanted to play volleyball, mommy, this is what I want to do, and even how we, how we moved, we moved several places to, for basketball with her. And then she moved in her in our in her senior year when we moved out here. It was her senior year in high school, and she did it because she said volleyball was better here. Mm. So just the mind shift. Everyone was so worried. Oh my gosh, she's moving in her senior year. She's you know she's gonna hate you for it. Yeah, yeah. And um, I thought about it. I'm like, okay, don't hate me for this. But she literally, it was a plan. Mm-hmm. She says, I know what high school I want to go to. I know what I want to do, and this is gonna be my goal. And I've literally watched her. Work hard to get there. Work hard. The day she got, you know, her first offer and then multiple mm-hmm. offers, she's sitting in a room just crying. And I'm yeah. like, what's wrong? She's like, it's really happening. <laughs> but watching her go through adversity, build the plan, mm-hmm. um, convince herself, tell herself, and then work for it, and then to see it happen. Like, all of us were little girls with dreams. But someone told us we could do it. Then we started to see it. And then once we started to see it, we could believe it. And now that we saw it, we believed in it, we worked for it, now it's us. So now it's our job to continue to help the other little girls that are coming up. And so it's just a cycle. Um, We lean down, we reach our hand out, we pick Mm -hmm. the next person Mm -hmm. up, and and that's how we continue to move the needle. So 
Uh, I'm, I'm super excited to see where women's sports are. Yeah. And just, it's only up from here. That's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I have a question specifically about um, coming from the Pac-12, Pac-12 mm-hmm. to the Big 12. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, that's a huge conference, right, a lot of different right. powerhouses, yeah. and also a lot of exposure. Mm-hmm. It's probably going to help a lot with recruiting. It's going to help mm-hmm. these girls see different places they've Correct. never been. Um, so I guess as you guys and your staff make that transition, how has that been? Right. Um, what well, is travel looking like? All that stuff. Well, and a lot is still unknown, mm-hmm. really. Um, I think right now the biggest focus is, you know, this is the last year in the pack, right? Yeah. And and this year is, is going to be crazy. I mean, <laughs> it is it is neck and neck. I mean, everybody's beating everybody. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and it's the parody of the league, which you absolutely love. I mean, when you, across the board, you know, I'll say the Pac-12 is the best conference in the country for women's basketball. And uh, so how does that prepare us moving to the Big 12? Well, you're coming from the best, Mm -hmm. right? And so, you know, to still be on the national landscape, you don't lose that. Obviously, from a recruiting standpoint, you have a bigger reach. You know, now you're, you're not just kind of West Coast, even though you recruit nationally, yeah. internationally uh, anyway. But now we can say to the East Coast family that, you know what, you can see we're bringing your daughter home. To the, you know, Midwest family, we're bringing your daughter home. So now you're, you're on every time zone. <laughs> um, more people can see our, see our brand, see us play. Uh, but you don't lose the competitiveness. You don't lose the uh, exposure. You don't lose the national rankings. I mean, so coming from the best, right, going to another league that is similar in a lot of ways, and we will still have four teams mm-hmm. from the Pac-12, that, so that part will be familiar. What does that mean in, in the recruitment? It doesn't change. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're, we're still going for the best kids in the country that can play on the biggest stage, that can, you can still compete for a national championship. So I think we have the advantage coming from the Pac-12 Versus maybe other teams coming from another conference that joined. Because every night that we're playing in the pack, you're playing an NCAA tournament team. And you're potentially playing a national championship team. So uh, I think that we will be more prepared than any other team coming in based on the experience of the pack. Yeah. Wow. It's crazy. I like... I remember in um, college, we went to ASU for mm-hmm. our master's program okay. in sports law and business. Okay. And we were talking about, you know, it's rumors of, oh, the maybe. Mega, the yeah, mega yeah. conferences, the mega right? Yeah. You know, yeah. Rumors, and we're in class trying to, you know, make up who's going to go where, and, and, and now it's happening. Did you have and ASU going? And where, where were uh, Never. Never. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just never thought the Pac-12 would what, go away. Yeah. Like, yeah I, I, think, I mean, I didn't know much. Like, obviously, I came from the CAA. Right. The CAA is way small. Right. Yeah. So right. I was like, oh, the Pac-12 is huge. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, once, you know, you start, like, working in college sports, and then you see, you're like, wow, there's actually, like, bigger conferences. Oh, my gosh, teams keep leaving. Oh, right. my gosh. And right. then all of a sudden, it's, all right, like... And I do, I love the point in which you say, if somebody's coming from the East Coast, mm-hmm. they can go home to their family. That's Correct. a huge thing. Correct. I mean, I know for, like, for me, the farthest we traveled was to college, Charleston. Right, right. Which, right. like, was far for me. It's far when you're Correct. an 18-year-old kid. Correct. Mm-hmm. But I, re- I think that's a really, really important piece mm-hmm. because 
then you know they're going home they're a hometown hero right. so that's right. that's yeah. really and, exciting and even if it's for that one game yeah. or two games depending on where they are if, if you can drive but yeah. now we can literally say you can see your daughter play mm-hmm. you know you don't it's not kind of um it's not just on one network, yeah. yes. you know, yeah. right? It, it's it's across all networks, right? You can you can see them, and I think that's a really big thing because people on the East Coast are like, "Well, we can't see your games all the time," and, mm-hmm. and now they will be able to, and they'll be able to also be in the stands. So, uh, and it helps us as well. You know, I'm from the East Coast, yeah. Yeah. and so a lot of those relationships that I've had over the years, where I still have them, but kids may not have wanted to come this far mm-hmm. now I say well we're coming closer <laughs> yeah. uh, and and that but that helps yeah um, and selfishly you know we get to go to Texas mm-hmm. and you know I got a little princess that's in Texas <laughs> uh, so she gets to come see mommy when we play yeah. you know at, at the Texas schools but I just think that you know it's it's sad obviously for the pack and and you know um, what the pack 12 means to women's basketball and the history um, we just honored, obviously, you know, Tara Vanderveer for what she's done for women's basketball. Uh, but you don't lose that. What you do is you just look forward. Uh, but we want to make sure the last year in the pack is the best year ever competitively. Mm-hmm. And, and so all the teams can leave on, on such a great note and, and honor the conference for what it's done for all of us and, and for the game and for women's basketball. But it, it's um, I think it's just going to be better. Um, holistically if you will yeah for for a lot of people yeah so no, I agree Interesting. Hmm. so I have a question if you guys don't have one but this is just selfishly oh absolutely <laughs> um I'm trying to get into reading more okay mm-hmm. <laughs> do you have mm-hmm. a book recommendation mm-hmm. or a few book recommendations mm-hmm. for us well, we do a lot of John Gordon books. Okay. So I don't know if you've read any of John Gordon's books, but they're super motivational. Mm. They're all about team, right? Team bonding, leadership, mm. the positive dog, the energy bust. Um, one that stuck with me was The Coffee Bean. So, yeah, The Coffee okay. Bean by John. And these are like quick reads. So, okay. you know, this is the beginner <laughs> reads, right? Oh <laughs> And and they're fun because again they're I'm, I'm, everything with me is about motivation yeah. right I got Yanla Van Zant's like daily quotes and motivation mm-hmm. anything positive uh, this book this year's book was feed the positive dog like everything that can <laughs> yeah. just trade train the mind but the coffee bean it talks about it's a mind shift about when things are hard or there's adversity and they use uh, the symbols of like the boiling water, right? Mm-hmm. If you take boiling water and if you put a carrot in boiling water, what does it do? It softens, it softens yeah. right? If you take an egg and you put it in the boiling water, it gets hard, right? It builds a wall. But if you take a coffee bean and you put it in water, it changes the water. Mm-hmm. So it changes the circumstance. The other thing, the boiling water, the adversity, it changed the carrot, right? It, it changed the egg, but it didn't change the coffee bean. The coffee bean changed it. And so that was one book that we really, we used with one of our teams, and it just talked about adversity. How many of us soften when it gets hard? Mm-hmm. And how many of us, you know, the egg gets hard and builds up this wall of protection, 
but the coffee bean said, screw it. I'm going to be in this element, and I'm mm-hmm. not going to waver. I'm, I'm going to make it change. I'm going to make it do what I want it to do. I'm not going to be affected by it. And so it was such, I mean, it was so powerful. Yeah, it's a good read. That's, and, yeah. yeah, that's crazy. Well, and what we did, symbols, so with the team that I was with at the time, so we all, we had coffee beans, <laughs> and everyone dropped a coffee bean in a jug, Yeah. and we, you know, taped it up or whatever, and we traveled that jug of coffee beans Aww. with us on the road. Yeah. Right? So, every, you know, sometimes you know, I'm, I'm symbols and bands and all I kinds of it. stuff. I love it. I love the symbols. Yes. But, <laughs> but I'm telling you, there were moments in the locker room, I'm like, okay, we're carrots. Yeah. So I didn't have to make it personal. Yeah. Yeah. It was a symbol that we all could connect. Mm-hmm. So coach isn't calling me out. Coach isn't talking to me individually. But it made us go to that point of where we, you know what? We're not going to soften. Okay, we're egg right now. We got this wall and, you know, we're not letting go and we're not fighting through. We just shut down. Mm-hmm. Well, no, coach, we're not an egg. Well, who's the coffee bean? Yeah. <laughs> and, and, right, and, and you just, but it helps you that way because as a coach, you got to understand there are 15 emotions and sensitivities and you don't really want to single anyone out, right? You have to learn your team. You have to learn your players, what motivates each one. But I think if you can rally around something um this year it was just the positive dog and it was just mindsets right what do we tell our mind when things get hard right what do we tell our mind when when um we fail at something and we got to try again or just super positive I mean I'm telling you I I go to each player and I say well how do you want me to coach you how do you want me to coach you how do you want me to coach you my coach didn't ask me that. Let me tell you mm-hmm. that right now. I was just about to ask. I was no. like, did someone <laughs> no. get out? She said, you do it my way or get out, right? <laughs> but it, you, I think for me, being a mother, mm-hmm. right, both of my kids are completely different, right? So I have to learn. So I watch body language. I watch mannerisms, right? You come in, Becca, and, and, and it's, oh, she's normally smiling today, but she's not. So then I go to you and say, are you okay? Right? Jody, right? Upbeat energy. But if you don't have that energy today, right? I have to notice that. And that's another way when we talk about our staff, I, I talk to our staff to train them to see that because mm-hmm. they, they aren't parents, yeah. right? So those are things like, and they'll even say, how did you know to do that? <laughs> uh, honey? Well, over the years, <laughs> over the years too, and, and three of my former players are assistant coaches, yeah. awesome. right? Awesome. So we've been doing this since they were 16. Now they're all in their 30s. Yeah. So they've been with me, you know, a lot of their adult life, if you will. And so you just learn people. I think that's, you know, that's the biggest thing in any leadership role. Learn the people that are with you and pay attention to things that people don't even think about. And it, it'll just, it'll make it for a better environment. Um, it'll build a lot of love and trust. And then you'll watch the production grow. Everyone wants to feel loved. Everyone wants to be appreciated. And everyone wants to feel valued. You, you, those are the ingredients for success. Anywhere you go. Yeah. So. Well, we're at forty minutes. Well, so gotta so ask the last question. You have question. to ask yes. the last question. Yes. Yes. But I just want to. Give us some time. Jenny. Okay. <laughs> so the last question I'd like to ask all our guests. Mm-hmm. Yes. What advice would you give for a female looking to get into the sports industry? Oh, gosh. <laughs> um, know your why. I mean, I think that's the big, why do you want to do it, right? And then once you know your why, um, 
think about working every day in your purpose. Okay, know your why. Work every day in your purpose. And then, who are you empowering? You know, sometimes you get caught up in me, right? I need this, or I'm doing this. Okay, what are you giving out, right? In sports, you're affecting so many lives, mm-hmm. young lives, yeah. impressionable lives. Um, and then, don't take it so serious. I need to work on that. Word. Don't take it so <laughs> serious. <laughs> you know? Don't take it so serious. Everything's the end of the world. Yeah. 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 Oh, my God. <laughs> no, it's not. I know. It's not. You know, and, but, but honestly, I think because of how you all grew up in a sense of everything is right here. And it's not bad. It's just how you have grown up. You've been able to turn the laptop on or go to a social site and see it real time. You know, we we had to walk to the library. Yeah, yeah. we had to go through. I y'all date myself, but you know, we had to search for things. We had maps when recruiting. You guys, we had maps. Yeah. I had a map. I carried that. <laughs> but, like, but I'm just like, so you think of the time that yeah. we spent working through things. Mm-hmm. So when we, I mean, because again, 26 year old, 18 year old, their language is different. Mm-hmm. You know, my son right now is like, I need it now. My daughters, I need it now. And I'm thinking, ah, no, 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 you know. But but I, I do think don't take it serious. Um, it's not as bad as, as you think it is, right? Uh, it's not as good as you think it is. You know, I some days I wish I had a dislike button. Mm-hmm. I do. I think I'm going to invent that. I think you should. Well, because I think that that's not reality. Mm-hmm. Everything is not always going to be good. But if it's not, and if it's not the way that you want it, what did you learn from it? And then all you got to do is dust yourself off and get up and try again. I just, it was funny, I just talked to the, I, I, before every practice, I start with a quote, right? And I said, champ, you know, as far as champions go, right, on the other side of a championship is things you don't want to do. Yeah. On the other side of a championship or champ, being a champion, there's things you don't want to do. There's things that are hard. There are things that are challenging. You know, you have all these things, fears. When you conquer them, right, you get closer to what you ultimately want to do. And so I just think sometimes you just got to push through it. But you got to laugh at yourself, right? You got to be goofy with yourself. You got to find all of those emotions. And, and you know, do you journal? I, I encourage journaling or writing down, hey, what worked, what didn't, when I was at my happiest, what... Just really your mental space. Delve into what makes you happy. Because uh, sometimes you can be so driven on goal, 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 goal. Mm-hmm. I forget to live. Yeah. I forget to enjoy. And then go back and look. God, I did all this to get here. Sometimes we forget the journey. Because we're so focused on the end goal. Be in the moment. Embrace the moment. Right? Um We talked about in the book, uh, The Positive Dog, your gratitude walks. Do you take gratitude walks every day? Right? No, ma'am. Yeah. (laughs) I try to walk every day. She's good at walking. But when you walk, think about what you're grateful for. Okay. 
don't walk and try to walk off that steam of <laughs> yes, everything. Send your every voice memo. <laughs> I sent her like a seven-minute voice memo like, oh, my God. Yeah, no, 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 voice, no more voicemails. No more voicemails to Katie. Only gratitude. Okay. Only gra- your gratitude walks. I'm telling you. Because again, you're too, you all are too young I know. to have to ha- to have all of this. I mean, you don't need it. Think of think of all of the things that you all have worked to do. This is amazing, right? To create this a space, a safe space, a fun space for us to be able to share things and ideas and empower and encourage all of your listeners. Like pat yourself on the back for this. This is great. I didn't have this, right? I didn't have a microphone or people pouring into me this way to amplify to so many other people. So always understand, like, I am doing good. I may not be where I want to be, but I'm doing good where I am. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to continue doing great things. But just don't take it so seriously. And then always say thank you. Whoever helped you get here, write them a note. Say thank you. Right? Because, again, a lot of people help you get to where you are. Don't take that for granted. And then make sure, make sure you bring somebody along. Whoever, don't ever forget about someone else. And that's how you just keep it going. You pay it forward that way. Yeah. But, and be proud of yourself. Yeah. Be proud of yourself. This is so that good. was so good. <laughs> so, I'm so full right now. <laughs> yeah, like my heart is very full right well, now. Well, you know, I, this is me, you guys. Yeah. And literally, it's it's me. Um, my my staff will tell you, it's it's just this is how I rest well, mm-hmm. you know. And again, it's this is people say this is high demand. It is. We're gonna, you know, we win. We went through all this other stuff. Yeah. And people think, okay, well, it's it's X's and O's, and it's that. It, yeah, that that's part of the job. But who are the people in front of you that you have to pour into to get to execute the things that you want them to? And I've learned over time, and it had, the game has changed. Coaching has changed. It's evolved. Uh, the generation has more access. Um, I think they're more skilled in a lot of ways. Basketball has gone to positionless spots so all players can do all things. Mm-hmm. But because of all of that, there's a lot more pressure on them to be great now, right? To be great as a freshman, to be great as a sophomore. Oh, my gosh, calm down, right? (laughs) Calm down. And so we celebrate small victories every day. And a victory could be anything. It could be a two-handed rebound. It could be a charge. It could be a screen. It doesn't always have to be the basket. What led to the points? What led to the defensive stop? What led to all those other? What led, I mean, just talking, right? Talking. Hey, we, we're watching, re-watching the game, and us talking, our chatter was phenomenal with a generation that doesn't normally talk because they're on their phone. Yeah. I mean, so I have to learn how to coach differently if I really want to get the best out of them versus, because you can't understand what I'm telling you. You've never been there. If I say, well, when I played, then I'm like, well, then, Coach, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I didn't play yeah, when you played, play right? Yeah. So, so the advantage that I have is that, but I also learn from them too. See, that's the other thing as a leader. I don't just, I don't know everything. I learn from the people around me. It is not uncommon for me to even ask my staff, hey, what do you think? Mm-hmm. Hey, or you, you tell them. You use your voice. You tell them. Because if you want to sit in this seat one day, and I think they all are phenomenal, and all of my coaches can, 
then I have to make sure they're ready. So one coach will have special situations. Every coach will get to scout and break down teams. They'll get to use their voice in the gym so it's not just mine. And then you watch them grow. So I have former players that are now head coaches. And so, again, that's another victory. Uh, so yeah. it's just I don't know I, I'm for people <laughs> yeah uh, I, I give and I don't give to get I give um, because I have been given a lot and so I give it out and the more I give it out to people um, the happier I am and so if I can make you smile you smile you smile make the people around me smile and feel loved and, and appreciate it then I'm living in my purpose and every day is a great day. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Thank you. We're done. Okay. We can keep talking. <laughs> You're always welcome back. We can talk about any anything else, any other topics. Okay, you know, perfect. I'm, I'm, you know, I love this. Yeah. So I appreciate it. Thank you. And I, I draw you. from your energy, yeah. too. So thank you. Thank you. This was awesome. Awesome. Thank you. All right. <laughs>